Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. I'm Rob Maxwell and I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs and I've been in business since 1994. Today's podcast is going to be fun. I'm going to be interviewing our other great trainer, Ellen, here. So hold on to your seats and get ready for some great information. Before I get into that, I want to thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden at the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 275 star reviews on Zillow and they are consummate professionals. Jonathan has a degree in real estate from Florida State University and Lynn has a master's in business administration. To me, that's quality. I will put their information in the show notes. All right, so I'm going to now introduce you to Ellen. She's been with me here for about four or five years, and uh, I'm going to ask her some questions. So first off, hello, Ellen. Hello, everybody. So Ellen, how did you first get into health and fitness? Uh, Well, I was a nursing major initially, and then I switched, became an exercise uh, science, health science major. Um, and I really just fell in love with the whole health and wellness profession. Um, so got into that yeah, way back in the 80s and then started my you know career in health and wellness after that. Where did you go to college? Furman University in Greenville, South Carolina. And what did you get your degree in? It was health sciences, health and physical education with a minor in cardiac and pulmonary rehabilitation at that time. There was such a thing. And I believe you had a certification way back in college. Is that correct? Yes. So part of the um, curriculum, if we so choose, was to go to the American College of Sports Medicine uh, certification program in Storrs, Connecticut. So a group of us went to UConn uh, right after graduation, actually, and spent a good amount of time um, taking the course and then getting our certification so we could be certified exercise test technologist at that time. Did you play any sports in high school or college? I played volleyball. That was my primary sport. Did a little swimming, a little bit on the track team, but volleyball was my primary sport. All right. So what happened after college? You didn't seem to go right into training people. What did you decide to do? Um, I took a job as a health and wellness coordinator for a hospital wellness center in Ocala, did that, and then kind of took the same position when I came to Halifax, Um, got on the staff at the Halifax Wellness Center under, um, oh my gosh, Bill Dunsworth at the time. And in that facility, there was a regular, you know, workout area for people that just wanted to work out, but also cardiac and pulmonary rehab. So I did that for a few years. Then I decided to go back to school and work on a master's degree in physical therapy. So I did that for a period of time. Um, and then decided, you know, that that really wasn't the route I wanted to go. I wanted to be more in the wellness realm. So, uh, I, gosh, sold fitness equipment for a while. Uh, and then I met this couple that were massage therapists when I was selling fitness equipment And I thought, you know what, that's kind of a cool thing. So I went back to school in 1993 to get my massage therapy license, did that. And in the meantime, started teaching, helping uh, teaching the night program because of my background, I was able to do that. Um, And then I started teaching massage uh, and a whole curriculum, gosh, in 19, probably 94, 95. Um, 
Then I became director of the massage therapy program at Kaiser University in 2003, 2004. Uh, did that. And then, um, gosh, got back into the wellness realm at Halifax, became their wellness coordinator, launching a employee wellness program and then some community wellness programs as well. But then realized that really, you know, making a difference was how am I going to help people really get better? And uh, that's when I got into personal training. And here I am. So you've been in the massage world, though, longer than any other career, right? How long were you either teaching massage or working as a massage therapist? Oh, gosh, that was 93. So <laughs> coming up on 30 years, right? Yeah. 30 years in massage. Mm-hmm. So how do you draw a parallel between massage therapy and personal training? What do you see is most linked to each other? Like how do you how do you draw a parallel to that? Well, I think people have to want to, you know, it's an investment in people's health, number one. People have to want to really, you know, make a difference, you know, get better. Um, and it's a choice. It's, you know, it's really having the... Um, Gumption, I guess, is the word to get started. And some people, you know, I, I used to say that, you know, for some people, they're getting their first massage is the hardest. It's like coming to personal training for the first time. It's, you know, you have to just make up your mind that it's, you know, that's what you want to do. Um, but it's about self-care and um, really taking care of the body. That's, to me, that's the that's the biggest parallel is that it's taking care of um you know, what we've been given and uh, doing what we can to to maintain and sustain and stay strong and healthy. How do you utilize your massage training in the personal training world? Uh, I, you know, I can, um, I really understand the muscles really well. Like I know um, that's one of my fortes is just knowing what muscles are being worked, but also what muscles are aggravated, what muscles maybe are not in balance with other muscles. And so I, you know, I can really, um, because I know them so well, like I can tell you the origin, certain action of muscles and how they work on the joints. So I bring that into personal training and really, you know, when people are working, uh, I really see what muscles they're, I can visualize in my mind, you know, what muscles they're actually working. Like I can see the muscle fibers, which may sound crazy, but that's what I see, you know, and I want people to feel it at the same time. What are your credentials besides your degree? What licenses and certifications do you have? So I have a license in massage therapy. Then I have a certification in personal training from the American College of Sports Medicine. So, um, and I keep all of those up to date each, you know, every two years. That's what I have to do. What? All right. So getting everybody to know you a little bit better, perhaps, let's have some fun with some of these questions. So what is your favorite thing about personal training and what is your least favorite thing about personal training? I think my uh, most favorite thing is seeing people get results and make progress, you know, and people feeling stronger and feeling better. Um, that's that's the best thing, you know, people seeing, Oh my gosh, you know, I, I've look at what I've accomplished. My least favorite thing is probably, um, the people that really don't want to do very much. You know, they think that it's just going to happen just by showing up. 
So I think that's, it's not that I, it's not necessarily least favorite, but I think it's the most frustrating. Well, it can be least favorite. I mean, my listeners know that um, I'm pretty much an open book when it comes to working with people. And, uh, you know, and sometimes it's good for clients to hear those kind of things. I mean, that's going to be what can perhaps make them change or, you know, they maybe hear something that says, well, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. And that's okay too. You know, we, we always want to do what's best for people. I mean, I can answer those two questions and say my favorite thing about personal training, I believe is being really creative and finding ways for people to work out that might otherwise think that they can't work out or they don't have enough time to work out or they think they have to do so much. I think my favorite thing is to show them that that's not true. There's a lot of things I love about this industry and job, but that might be number one because I think it's a unique um, talent that I have. My least favorite thing is complainers. And, you know, I don't mind saying it. If you're complaining, you know, the old saying goes, you're not making yourself feel better. You're making everybody around you feel worse. Um, complaining to me, I think, is a virus. And I think that when people do nothing but complain about the state that they're in and then do very little about it, that's very hard to just turn the other cheek and say, oh, that's okay. And I think that's what you're saying. And it's okay to say that. I mean, you know, if, if that applies to somebody, then they need to think about it. If it doesn't apply, they will uh, just simply let that go. When you're working with people, so what are some of your favorite exercises that you like and you like showing people? And what are some of the ones you don't like as a trainer? I really like um, working the back and the chest for some reason, but yeah, I really like to um, show people and, and demonstrate like the seated row, the pull down, because I really feel them myself, even pull ups, not that everybody can do them, but just, you know, getting people into the mind frame that they could do a pull up, you know, and doing a pull down um, and then chest press for me as a, as a, Female, it just makes me feel stronger and more powerful. So I always like to demonstrate, um, whether it's the chest press or um, dumbbell flies, you know, just really, um, I, I feel like I really feel them and, um, and they can make a big difference for people. My least favorite, um, gosh, I'm thinking, um, wow, um, well, what no, are some um, of your least favorite exercises that you just say, oh man, Rob put this on the plan and uh, I just, I don't, I don't like these or I don't feel comfortable with them. Like, I'm going to say more dynamic things like burpees. Um, just they're harder for me. And, you know, I mean, I think they're great for the younger people, but yeah, for me to having to demonstrate them or do those is, is much more challenging. Well, the reality is, I mean, is the is a burpee even a great strength training exercise? No, Correct. no, it's a metabolic exercise. Right. So, right. you know, it's it's okay to have a few in there that uh, you know you don't like. I mean, there are, there are plenty that that I'll have people do that I'm not overly thrilled with myself, but I know that they might particularly need them. For example, I think um, glute bridges are a good exercise for some people, but 
personally, I don't like to do them because I find them to be kind of boring. So it's not that I don't mind showing people how to do them because they're pretty basic, but at the same time, I don't like necessarily putting them in my repertoire because I already do squats and exercises that work my glutes. So sometimes I know people will have to do certain things, but I'm not overly in love with those exercises. So I think that's what I mean, really, by that. Um, then I'd have to say hack squat. <laughs> I think that's a, yeah, that's a hard one. And I think people, uh, I just think it's a hard exercise. So it's not one of my favorites, but I know it's effective. But um, I think there's other ways to, you know, work those muscles without having to do that. So I put that on my list. Well, the most effective exercises are the ones that people are going to do, right? With right. maximum intensity. So I do believe that when trainers have a certain um, wish to do certain exercises, then those are the right ones. I've always, when I uh, have t taught trainers, I've always said, you know, make sure you, you do exercises that people real, that you really like, that you do yourself because you're going to have far more enthusiasm when you show the exercise. So, um, that's totally understandable. So, you know, again, um, trying to get people to know you a little bit better that maybe don't know you very well or don't know you well enough. Um, who's your role model? Like who's your role model growing up? I, uh, recently saw this thing on TV and, uh, they asked Jacob DeGrom that question and he said, uh, no one. And it, and all the Mets fans were laughing, saying, you know, this guy's the most boring stick in the mud to ever exist. So please don't say no one. We don't want to call you a stick in the mud. Like, who's your role model? Who was your role model growing up? The first person that comes to mind, as I've said many times before, is Princess Diana. Like, she was just, uh, yeah, I thought she was, uh, you know, she took care of herself, but she also took care of a lot of people. And uh, I think she was trying to make a uh, an impact on many people's lives and think she was on her way. So I've, yeah, I've always admired her. So we're learning a lot about Miss Ellen Caravati today. So am I correct when I say that you have a coffee mug that says Wonder Woman? Yes. All right. So have you people been paying attention? I, I just picked up on a trend here. Her favorite exercise to work is chest because a lot of women feel weak in the chest area and she wanted to feel more empowered in that area. Her role model is Princess Diana because she did so much work and was such a leader, which is absolutely true. And her coffee mug says Wonder Woman. So it sounds like Ellen might be fighting a little bit for the feminine underdog a little bit, trying to push the maybe the um what do we want to call it the way people think about women not being very strong maybe ellen wants to push that in another direction could that be true or am i reading into no, your answers absolutely right all yeah, right for sure so if i remember correctly you won a gold medal at the senior games and ladies and gentlemen before you start laughing senior is over 50 Neither one of us are 75, and if we were, we'd be doing pretty damn good. So there's that. But is that true that you want a gold medal in the bench press, a chest press exercise, in the 2022 Senior Games? I did. You what? I did. You I what? Won. I won. 
See, so Ellen could be a little bit shy here. So we're working on that female empowerment here of being proud of herself. So that's pretty good. So now she's saying that her favorite exercise is the chest press. Her role model is, is Lady Di. Her coffee mug says Wonder Woman and she won a gold medal. Am I reaching to say that maybe you are Wonder Woman? Could I be sitting next to Wonder Woman, ladies and gentlemen, during this podcast? Is this true? Possibly. Possibly. Mm -hmm. All right. So what else do you want to tell people out there listening to this interview? Just to keep moving. You know, that's what I've... It's really since we started doing all these chair squats with people. Like really, Why are we so doing chair squats? They don't know what the heck we're so talking about. So that people know how to get in and out of a chair. And they can do that from now until... The day they die. Why? Because, because if they don't, then they stop functioning. I mean, what else? Well, then they can't do many other things. What else? Because uh, it makes them feel better. What else? Uh, I don't know. How about they can't get out of a chair? Well, uh, yes. I said that to somebody today. They're saying, you know, hey, why, why? And I'm like, look, if you sit in this chair and one day you can't get out of the chair, who the heck is going to help you out of that chair? And, you know, my mom spent many years, well, not many years, thankfully, but a couple of years in an assisted living facility. And thank God for that facility. I mean, they were absolutely phenomenal. Beth, if you're listening, you're an angel in that place. There's absolutely no question about it. There were so many people that once they got into their recliners would have to wait until Beth or one of the other nurses or nursing aides came by to help them out and there was maybe 20 residents and two employees so if they had to get up to go to the bathroom they had to wait right right yep. and that's because of the inability to get out of a chair and that could be due to osteoarthritis that could be due to some paralysis via stroke that could be due to obesity that could be to a lot of reasons right mm -hmm. but we can absolutely train that area simply the principle of specificity says if we practice something over and over, we're going to get better. So squatting to a chair is a squat exercise, but it's also literally working our way out of a chair, right? Right. Yep, absolutely. And then what we've been doing this week for the ones who are more advanced and feel pretty comfortable is we're handing them a dumbbell, right? Mm -hmm. yep. And they're getting in and out of the chair with a dumbbell and then we're reinforcing it and then, what you know, getting out of a chair it becomes a lot easier. So tell them a little bit. We'll wrap this interview up here real soon. And a matter of fact, in one minute, but briefly just tell them a little bit about Gina being 98 years old and what you've been doing with her with the old squat chair challenge. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So she was doing TRX squats, you know, which were assisted. And what then, are those? <clears throat> uh, using the total resistance exercise. Um, what do you call them? Oh gosh. Support. Support system. Yeah, so she was guided and she had support in front of her. So then we moved to the chair squat so that she could see, you know, that she can get in and out of a chair. And now she's doing 15 reps unassisted and she doesn't use her hands. Nothing. How old is she? 98. 98. 98. And that chair is low. Right. I mean, that chair is not a kitchen yep. counter. It's a, it's a card table chair. Right. And how does she feel? She feels great. Going into it, she's scared, yeah, right? She was, yeah, she was nervous. She didn't like it. She fought me, but we just kept powering through. And now she's like, okay, I know I got to do them. I she know feels I can empowered. Do them. Yes, that's what she, she feels said. empowered. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be Ellen's word of the day. This interview was great. 
The word of the day is empowered. Ellen wants to be empowered. She is empowered. And hopefully you have learned some things about her today. And on that note, I want to thank our second sponsor, chiropractic physician, Dr. Doris Antos of Ormond Beach, Florida. She has an office on Granada Boulevard. She is educated from the Chiropractic College of Palmer right here in Port Orange. She is also a consummate professional and we refer to her and I'll also put her information in the show notes. So until next time, be max fit and be max well. Thank you. Very good.